You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guest today is Scheduling Committee Chair, Captain Marty Harrington. Thanks for coming, Marty. Thank you. You're right in the middle of the September build week. How's that going? Well, it's been a very interesting week, actually the past two weeks. As you know, our process, we get the prelims about a week and a half early. We got the prelims. We saw a number of changes. We were anticipating a lot more changes. I think this month has seemed more like a repeat of the past couple months, which in a lot of ways is good. The company requested targets have drifted higher in some bid packs and lower in others. Still trending down, but uh, I would like to go just for a second discuss what we talk about as the target. So I started in the piece at 2005, and it was explained at the time, the company gives us a request for a BLG for your bid pack, the target. We are expected to hit that target plus or minus 30 minutes. And that worked fine up until 2009 when the targets drifted lower and lower. We began the concept of buy-up to where we would build lines below 68. The company would buy them up to 68. And just for reference, I'll use four-week bid pack numbers. So February 2009, the company came in and said, we are invoking 42B. And the old language said that they could use 42B before they furlough. Those bottom numbers were 48. The union disagreed with their interpretation at the time. They did not believe they were ready to furlough. And Alpo leadership told the PSIT to not build below 68. At that point in time, the company locked us out of the room. For the next year and a half, the company built all the lines until we got the settlement agreement, 482B settlement agreement, which is now in the 2015 CBA as 482B and 482C. Also in that settlement agreement was the definition of the system-wide average metric, or the SAM. So the SAM is the trigger for either into or out of 482B and 482C, and current SAM is still above the trigger for 482B. I expected with targets continuing to decrease, I was concerned at the beginning of the year when we got our SAM numbers started continuing to decline, and I inquired to the company, what were the secondary line numbers? So for the regular line SAM, easy for us to calculate, totally transparent. We just go in all, all the lines, divide by B, average BLG, and we get a number. Then we get the number from the company, and for the first quarter, that number was two to two and a half credit hours less than what we calculated the regular line SAM as. And for numbers' sake, there's roughly 3,000 regular lines and 1,000 secondary lines. So it was the secondary line values that were driving the SAM down two to two and a half every month. So I went to the company and said, this doesn't make any sense. I believe their programming didn't change when the 2015 CBA came in and they were just using the number, the value from VIPs. And that number now included designated hours or non-designated hours. So you could have a secondary line. We, we saw values in the single digits. Your secondary line was worth eight credit hours. Now you weren't getting paid eight credit hours. You had vacation or training and all these other things that, that could actually add up to your actual bid line value. So at the time, the company agreed. They said, okay, if it's below min BLG, we won't use it in our calculation for the SAM in secondary lines. We had no way of checking. We can't check their work. 
in the summertime, we started getting these SAM values. They were actually either close to or above the regular line value. The TA language was going to just eliminate secondaries completely. And we weren't sure, because this was kind of a handshake agreement, we weren't sure what the company was going to do if the TA was rejected. So on a positive note, the companies come back to us and said, yeah, we're going to continue that valuation of secondary lines. Good. I also thought that as numbers were drifting, we were looking towards 482B this year. That changed. Again, they did a lot of optimization in the prelims. Weekend layovers all went away. Roughly 15 weekend layovers went away. Monday morning deadheads increased, meaning instead of deadheading a guy out on a Sunday, we deadheaded them out on Monday. And what we call our terminology, ready, sleep now, RSNs. This term has been around in the SIG, predates me, called ready, sleep now. Is it like we were a light switch? You could just ready, go to sleep. So the RSNs increased quite dramatically. So we asked the company, is this what you want to do? Because I'm going to have to explain pilots, you know, what changed dramatically from August to September. And somewhere in that time frame, I think the company came to the conclusion, looking at the verbiage in 42B and 42C, and for their flexibility and cost, I believe they made a decision to stay out of 42C. They're not driving the SAMs down into 42C. So I expect the SAM to be somewhere above 68, maybe 69 for September, which is great news. The 42B and 42C language has really restricted the company's ability to just say, hey, we're going to lower BLGs down to 54 now. So that language is working? Very much so, yeah. The SAM for August was roughly 70 credit hours. So we're still well above what is needed to go into 42B. And with the targets, even though they drifted slightly lower, and the block and credit we have, I I still believe will be above the the minimum to trigger 42B. So are you saying we lost all the weekend layovers for September? The preliminary pairings, we lost all the weekend layovers. And then we inquired to the company, and I think they altered their decision on how they were going to go forward, and we got the weekend layers back. And then what else has changed this month? So aside from the monthly build, the September build, currently the company has started assigning pilots on R24 ahead of time. So that would fall under open time assignments, the 25G, which says if R24 they can assign at any time. I want everybody to know that there's still many restrictions on open time assignments that the company needs to adhere to, such as 25G1, uh, the first 12 hours publication of open time, only pilots shall have access to trips starting the new bid period. 25G3AI and II talks about sick leave process, and depending on the length of the pairing, those shall be available for pilots for bid line adjustments. Also, very important is 25M release criteria for reserves, and it states an R24 reserve pilot who's been given an assignment shall be released until the showtime of that assignment. So if they're going to assign you something early, upwards to two weeks out, you should have a red line on your calendar if they assign that trip. And the red line won't populate until you accept that trip. 
So, Marty, why are they assigning R24 ahead of time? So if they don't let a trip populate into open time, what's happening is the company is paying every pilot on property a min BLG of 68. So if you're on reserve getting paid 68 credit hours and then you go picking up trips in open time, they're not, you're not working on reserve. You're not getting called out on reserve. Utilization is way low. And then on your weeks off, you're going, oh, I'll pick up a trip if it pops into open time. So now a guy picks up a trip. He's got 78, 80 hours, 90 hours. Those are hours the company doesn't want to pay pilots. They want to pay a minimum of 68. Even though it's their makeup time. Right, yeah. But I would say, yes, the company wants you to do makeup when we're understaffed, not overstaffed. Correct. Well, Marty, can you talk some about base airport standby? Yes. Previously, the company would dump all the month's base airport standbys into open time on open time release. They changed that this month. So now they're releasing them prior to the day of the operation of the base airport standby, and they're immediately assigning them to reservists. So this is another way that they don't want someone to add more hours in this understaffed condition, and they only want to pay you 68. So they're trying a lot of different things, methods, to keep everybody at 68. The other problem is reserves are underutilized in Memphis MD-11, Airbus, not so much as the 75, but uh, almost all the MD-11s are the number I saw was 400% underutilized. So they want to use reserves in anything that they can to soak it up and not allow someone to do a bid line adjustment. Well, so earlier, Marty, you mentioned you don't see us going into 42B, 42C as of now. Any crystal ball predictions moving forward? For right now, I don't see it being the company's intention to drive us into 42B and subsequent 42C. We are building September right now. One more month, October, and then November and December is peak. International peaks start typically the end of November, and December, we usually see a bump in, in everybody. I see us over the past four months, up, down percentage points, it could be a plateau. I, I've seen you know overall block and credit for the past four months has stabilized. I expected targets to drop, in September, and they didn't drop as dramatically as I expected. Again, crystal ball-wise, my crystal ball has been broken since the beginning of COVID. As early as two weeks ago, I was saying, we're going to be in 42B this year. Now, I don't know. I don't think we will be now. We may not be, depending on outside events, the economy, more freight picking up. One more thing I do want to discuss. So after the secondary working window last month, we had a number of trips drop in open time, MD-11, in both Memphis and Anchorage. So we contacted the company and said, hey, where did this come from? And this flying was an added customer late. They negotiated the contract after the secondary working window began, so they couldn't put them in the secondaries. And all those trips have been populated into our pairings for September. So this is something that popped in there and go, we're adding all those credit hours. They were not there a couple months ago. So we got a new customer and we're flying more of their freight, and hopefully we can continue in that trend. That's the positive from it. Yeah, those are good things. Absolutely. We, we want to fly more freight. More freight will get us out of this position we're in. Well, Marty, thanks again for coming, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpha.org, and utilize the DART link.
And as always, be safe out there and we'll see you next time.